welcome to Red or Dead, a bi-weekly podcast where we talk about the world of mysteries and thrillers. This is episode 168, and we are recording on Tuesday, January 9th. I'm Katie McLean Horner, along with Kendra Winchester, and we are coming to you from Book Riot. Hello, Kendra. Happy 2024. Hi, Katie. Happy 2024. Uh, it's, how, was your, uh, how was your New Year's? New Year's was pretty good. It was pretty chill. Um, we spent uh, we spent it with my uh, husband's parents and his youngest sister and her husband. Christmas um, was Christmas was interesting this year. I don't know um, how how yours was, but every like we had six or seven people on Blaine's side of the family who were sick or injured leading up to Christmas. Oh, um, my. Yeah, it, it was getting to the point of ridiculousness. Like there were two hospital visits. There was a case of bronchitis, a case of pneumonia. Um, someone, uh, they someone uh, had to say goodbye to their pet dog. Um, oh like he was just rattling off of this just this litany uh, or this list of like ailments that were befalling people, and so everyone was very um, sniffly <laughs> on Christmas. <laughs> And I consider it a small miracle that I managed to escape unscathed, mostly. But uh, but things calmed down by New Year's, and now I'm just like, all right, let's keep 2024 on an even keel. Uh, how was your holiday season? Well, we spent Christmas Day with my spouse's family, from originally from California. So that was fun. We had lamb, and Ooh. it was my first time in Sam and I's almost 15-year relationship where I hosted Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting. Um, they'd never eaten – like my mother-in-law had eaten my food before, but the extended family had not eaten my food before. So I convinced them that I can make good food. We did like a Middle Eastern-style um, lamb. And then wow. we went to my parents in Kentucky for New Year's, and we all got colds. <laughs> yep. So – I sat and I listened to the Free Decline series uh, and played cozy games for like three days. So I finished the whole series. So that was very exciting. Uh, but yeah, that was my New Year's. Yeah, I. It is. It is. I was gonna say this is the year. The this cold and flu season has been has been rough. Um, yeah, I got. Well, my nine-year-old nephew his big gift for christmas that all of the extended family chipped in for was a nintendo switch yes yes it is is his first video game console oh that's amazing i know and he loves legos so he bought up like a couple of the lego games and i'm like oh you are i told my sister-in-law i'm like you are never going to see him like open from his switch again (laughs) the lego games are so addicting and i also got for christmas i got a copy of the lego skywalker saga for my switch i had one for a for the playstation but i wanted the portable switch version so i've been playing that for the last couple of weeks i have played it before but on my switch and so i can just kind of like sit it sit on the couch i can have something on the tv and my switch going and my little multitasking brain has been so happy (laughs) It it sounds fantastic. I downloaded a game called Palia, um, and it's free on the Switch, and it has like in app purchases. Apparently, is what they're the model they're going with. But um, I've just been farming for a long time, <laughs> um, so that's that's been that's been lovely. But yeah, I guess 
for currently reading, I read Free to Klein, all eight novels. Oh my gosh. They're all performed by Beth Chalmers on audio. I found them on a combination of of different apps. Um, Hoopla has like the last three. Apparently, they, she changed publishers in the United States. Well, it's a husband-wife like writing team, but they switched publishers like midway through the series. Thankfully, they kept the same narrator, so I was really worried. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Frida Klein is like um, this therapist who lives in London. It starts in 2012. Uh, she, there's, there's this little boy that goes missing and she happens to have a new patient that says that he imagines his son, like he really wants a son, um, but he's infertile, but he really wants one. And the son looks like this. And it's exactly what that little boy looks like. And so she's like, oh, this is weird. So that really starts off the series. There's a huge series arc, but then each one is, is a different part of like Frida's life. But Each book is so different. They're not the same formula every time. They open very differently. They have a very literary sense of how to structure a book, and they want to make it interesting. Um, It's one of the best crime series, and I know a lot of folks have – not a lot of folks, but some folks have sent us emails like, could you do more just basic mysteries? This is for you. Uh, Frida Clyde is for you all, um, and it is amazing. And it's not a police procedural, but it's police adjacent, so you don't get like. I feel like it's a nice balance, is what I'm trying to say. So, would recommend the whole series. It starts with Blue Monday, I think, and each each book is a day oh, of the week. Yeah. Oh, that series. Okay, yes, I know which one you're talking about. And you hooked me from this, the series, like each book in the series is very different, because that's one of the things that I don't like about a lot of series just in general is that they start to become predictable and formulaic. And if you if I can find a series that doesn't do that, like the first one that comes to my mind is Dublin Murder Squad, obviously. But yeah, that is that very much sounds like something that I that would interest me. So I will, um, yeah, I will definitely have to take a look at that. Yeah, um, and I would and I would say it does have a nice dash of darkness. So I feel like that would yeah. be definitely up your alley. <laughs> you <laughs> know me. <laughs> I had a patron come in today looking for a book recommendation. I asked what she was interested in, and she said, "Oh, I've been reading a lot of heavy stuff, so something lighter." And I'm like. Okay, none of my usual picks then. The <laughs> <laughs> cozy fantasy, you know, legend and yeah. lattes. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I haven't been doing a ton of mystery reading um, recently. I did, however, um, I did pick up a nice, uh, a nice little stack of books at Barnes and Noble with one of the gift cards that I got for Christmas. Mm. Um, I also got. Uh, a book that came out, I think, last year um, called And Don't F It Up. It's an oral history of the first 10 seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have been uh, I've been reading that bit by bit um, because I have finally gotten past 10 seasons worth. So I'm like, OK, I know everything that happens up to this point. So I will be able to understand everything that they talk about in this book. <laughs> Um, so that's, that's been my reading <laughs> lately, but, um, but yeah, no, as, as always, I just have, I, um, I have a fabulous growing stack of books that keep calling out to me every time I look at the bookshelf. 
Um, and I, I was going to say that's the perfect segue into our main episode. But before we do that, um, we've got a read harder update for everyone. Yes. So 2024 is the 10th year of the Read Harder Challenge. I remember this being one, honestly, the OG online reading challenge that specifically looked to expand readers' horizons and diversify um, your reading. So there's all sorts of different kinds of challenges. And this year, um, there is something new. They're trying out something new. They're doing a Read Harder newsletter and it will keep you informed of different reading challenges and readathons. It'll also give you like recommendations for each like prompt on the reading challenge. And if you become a paid subscriber on the newsletter, you get even more recommendations plus community features where you can connect with a community of passionate, like-minded readers in a cozy and supportive corner of the internet. So this is especially great if you are looking for a a book recommendation for a specific prompt and you're stuck, Um, you know, doing a crowdsourcing is really great um, and has been really helpful, I know, for a lot of folks in the past. So you can go to bookriot.com slash readharder to sign up. That's bookriot.com slash readharder. And of course, that will be linked in the show notes. I can't believe it's been 10 years. I feel ancient. Honestly. I know. And <laughs> because I, yeah, I started just with Book Riot in working, um, writing for Book Riot um, in 2016. So, right, at, like there had only been a couple iterations of Read Harder by the time um, I had started. And now I'm looking at 2024 going, oh my gosh, I've been doing this for eight years. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Now, now I'm having an existential crisis here. Um <laughs> Well, while we while I have my existential crisis, <laughs> let's take a pause for our first sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by W.W. Norton and Company Incorporated. So Negative Space by Jillian Linden follows a week in the life of an English teacher at a New York private school. At home, her children ask constant questions about mortality and her husband offers occasional counsel between Zoom calls. At school, something happens. She accidentally witnesses an ambiguous, possibly inappropriate interaction between a teacher and a student, but how can she be sure of what she saw? Negative Space is a portrait of a woman caught between the pressures of what's normal and what isn't, and examines what we owe the people who depend on us in a fractured and indifferent world. It's a debut novel and a short novel. It's perfect if you want something quick and easy to carry around, but it's also thought-provoking. It takes place during the pandemic, but it's not pandemic-focused, and it really just looks at everyday anxieties and low-threat situations that have high consequences. So make sure to check out Negative Space by Jillian Linden, and thanks again to W.W. Norton and Company Incorporated for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of The Familiar by Lee Bardugo. This is one I'm actually super excited about. I liked Lee Bardugo's other adult fantasy books, and so I'm really looking forward to this one. It's set in the Spanish Golden Age during a time of high-stakes political intrigue and glittering wealth. It follows Luzia, a servant in the household of an impoverished Spanish nobleman who reveals a talent for little miracles. Her social climbing mistress demands Luzia use her gifts to win over Madrid's most powerful players, but what begins as simple amusement takes a dangerous turn. Luzia will need to use every bit of her wit and will to survive, 
even the help of Guillen Santangel, an immortal familiar whose own secrets could prove deadly for them both. So The Familiar by Lee Bardugo is on sale now. And like I said, it's a must read of the season. It's perfect for anyone who loves history, a little bit of magic, a lot of danger. You can get your copy now at LeeBardugoTheFamiliar.com. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of The Familiar by Lee Bardugo for sponsoring this episode. Okay. Crisis, not over, but abated. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so if you are new to the show, welcome. I promise we don't have crises every every new episode. If you're a longtime listener, welcome back. I'm glad our previous uh, crises have not scared you off. Um, so like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, we talk about mysteries and thrillers and pretty much anything that falls under that gigantic literary umbrella is fair game for us to talk about on the show. And if you've listened to the show before, you know that this is always where we put out a call to our listeners to let us know if you have any suggestions for upcoming episodes to help us plan out what we're going to read about and record for the future. It's a great way for us to know what you, the listeners, would like to hear more of. It's a great way for us to expand our own reading horizons. So we're looking for all kinds of ideas, whether they're whether you're looking for author read-alikes, if you have a subgenre that we haven't explored in a while, award news, true crime updates, um, book adaptations that have just come out, anything along those lines. If it's mysterious and suspenseful in some way, it is probably fair game for us to talk about. So if you have any ideas for us, you can shoot us an email or reach out to us via social media. We're going to have all of our contact information at the end of the show and in the show notes, so don't worry about getting it all down now. We just put out the call at the beginning of the episode to get the creative juices flowing while you listen. And even if you don't have an idea and you just want to say hi, that is also fantastic. We love hearing from our, I almost said viewers, listeners. We love hearing from our (laughs) listeners. If you are viewing this, um, you are listening to a different show. (laughs) Um, And if you enjoy Red or Dead, definitely hop on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review so that other people can find us. And since this is our first episode of 2024, we're kicking it off with our usual most anticipated books of the year. And as always, it is so difficult to pare these lists down to just a few titles that we want to highlight. It really is. And even just... Pairing, pairing it down to the first six months of the year, which actually did help me a little bit because I found one that I was really <laughs> excited about. I'm like, wait, it comes out in July. I can hold off on that one. Um, but yeah, every year it's, I mean, this is one of my favorite episodes to do. I just love looking through all of the books that are going to be coming out later in the year. There are several websites that do just a really great job of pulling these lists together. Um, sadly, Crime Reads has not come out uh, as of this recording with their most anticipated list, it'll probably come out tomorrow, the day after we finish recording. But yeah, such a difficult task. And even like we we agreed on three titles per person and I still crammed in a couple extra ones at the end because that's how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course. And then I added some sequels at the end. That I'm very excited about as well. Bonus picks from each of us. 
Yes. Um, Blessings abound. (laughs) Yes. And we will, well, for me, at least, one of the resources that I used when coming up with the list was the most anticipated list from Novel Suspects. If you have not uh, seen their website before, this is another really good website for crime fiction fans. But um, Kendra, when you were deciding what books you wanted to talk about, what were like what made you overall, what made you decide on these specific books and not other ones? Well, I honestly, I just spent a lot, a lot of time over the break going over all these most anticipated lists. And so I do a whole Goodreads shelf and um, I have like lists and lists and lists and I just sit and I just make lists from the lists. Oh. And so I listened to audiobooks and I just did that for a very long time. That's I really like dream. <laughs> right. Right. So uh, books and Lala, I would say overall shares probably our taste a lot because she loves mysteries, thrillers and horror. Like that's her favorite. So I loved, you know, looking at some of her stuff. Um, I looked at Literary Hub has a great list, and theirs is more literary fiction, Ben, but there is some extras in there, um, all sorts of things. So I've, I've really enjoyed that. I also do the nonfiction newsletter, so I'm looking for nonfiction as well. So I just spent a lot of time looking for all my projects. <laughs> oh, man. that Sometimes I feel like that would be just like the ultimate long weekend is just to relax with a computer and just make – book lists for myself, like I used to when I didn't have responsibilities. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you got to multitask a little bit. So I made sure, you know, I was listening to something. But, you know, when you're stuck at home sick, I guess at my parents' house sick, we're all sick. That's what I did, basically. And everyone went to bed early and I'm a night owl. So I'm just sitting there on the couch. (laughs) When the house is quiet too. Mm. Yeah. So if you have particular places you also love to get new releases, uh, dear listeners, please let us know. We'd love to hear about them. And of course, when Crime Reads posts their list, we will share it with you all. Um, But yeah, we were waiting for that. I haven't seen it yet. No, I think it came out like last year when we did the most anticipated. I think it came out like a day or two after we did our recording, but it should be coming out shortly. And yeah, their their lists are just oh, there's such a treat. Oh. Um, but what uh what was your first pick that you wanted to talk about? So, I I first the cover of this book drew me in. Um this is The Night of the Storm by Nishida Perek, and this is set during Hurricane Harvey, and it's set in Houston. And so a single mom, uh, Gia Shah, uh, she is now a single mom. She had this, you know, she's had a really rough divorce. Her 12-year-old son was just suspended from school. And so their apartment complex had a mandatory evacuation. And so they all went to a really fancy house in Sugarland, which is a very well-to-do suburb of Houston. And, uh, you know, everything gets really complicated. It's supposed to be like a locked room mystery. So, of course, there is a murder. Someone dies. There's her, like, family drama that's also happening. Like, her ex-husband has been a little, like – 
obviously a problem. Her friend's husband has also been a little too friendly with her lately, and that's not great. So there's just a lot going on as they all hide in this very fancy house. So I'm very excited to listen because it's also performed by Sunil Nankani on audio. So here for it. <laughs> um, and it comes out January 16th, so very soon. This was this was one of the books, actually, that I was looking at and debating about putting it on my list at first. So I am very glad that you picked this one. I thought it sounded so, 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 so interesting. And we're... I was thinking also while I was putting, finding my picks, I was thinking about, you know, the like the trends that we've seen um, over the last year or so and, you know, what trends are continuing. And I think we're going to continue to see a lot of different takes on these like locked room style mysteries or stuff that kind of uh, had nods to like the golden era mysteries from Agatha Christie and more mysteries that have kind of that classic element to it and i think this one has a really interesting take on it definitely definitely for sure so folks need to go check out the night of the storm by nishida Perek. all right so my first pick actually comes out today as we uh the day of recording and this is one of the good guys by araminta hall and i had read one of her other books that came out a few years ago in 2018, Our Kind of Cruelty, which I really liked. Um, but this one caught my attention because this is the latest book from Gillian Flynn's publishing imprint. Mm. Yeah. And so it's been popping up on my social media because I follow Gillian Flynn on like all of my social media channels. <laughs> and yeah. And so automatically, if she is hyping up a book, I'm going to pay attention. And this one immediately drew me in because with it has the, I guess, tagline. It says, if most men claim to be good, why are most women still afraid to walk home alone at night? And I was like, ooh, feminist psychological thriller, here I come, with the Gillian Flynn stamp of approval on it. So um, this book takes place in England. Um it follows Cole, um, who lives in London, but he moves to the coast and he is trying to figure out what's gone wrong with his life, what happened to his marriage, how did, you know, how did he contribute to the the end of that relationship, dealing with his mental health. And then at the same time, there is a woman who moves to the same area whose name is Lenora. And I figure if you're a woman living on, you know, a rugged coastal cliff in England, the, your your name has to be Lenora. Um, and she's had similar circumstances in her life. Um, and so they meet and uh, they kind of forge a connection. Now, while they are getting to know each other, there are two young female activists who come through the area. They are raising awareness about gendered violence, and then they suddenly disappear. And Cole and Lenora suddenly find themselves in the middle of the police investigation and the media uproar when the world finds out, you know, what's what's happened as they tune into the investigation. 
And as things progress, Cole and Lenora realize that neither one of them knows the other person at all. And yeah, I mean, this just is ringing so many of my personal favorite reading bells. I mean, it's psychological suspense. It's the idea that you don't know who the other person is that you're talking to, whether it's an acquaintance or, you know, a or a family member. Like, I love that element of stories. And it's got that feminist edge to it, which I really, really appreciate. And I think that some, I think there, obviously there are some authors that, you know, kind of come at maybe don't do as nuanced of a job um, with dealing with those themes, but when it's done well, it's really, really powerful. And yeah, I am just super duper excited for this one. Um, <laughs> and that's one of the good guys by Araminta Hall. And it's out today on January 9th. Awesome. I'm anything by Gillian Flynn's imprint. Very exciting. <laughs> I know. If only she would come out with her next book. <laughs> ah, yeah. So you're just getting distracted by movie adaptions, you know? I know. <laughs> it's coming. Occasionally she'll say, like, I turned in the next draft of my story. And I'm like, please have it come out sooner. <laughs> it's been over 10 years. Oh, wow. I guess I hadn't realized that. I uh, mm -hmm. have a treasured first edition of Gone Girl. I have a signed copy that I bought oh. for Blaine for Valentine's Day one year. <laughs> this is for you, but also for me. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, and he he had read it. We had seen the movie, and he was like, I very much appreciate this. Also, you scare me a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what a gift, Valentine. I know. Oh, anyway. my goodness. Yes. Go ahead. What's okay. your next, what's your my next pick? Next pick. Um, uh, well, folks know uh, I wear many hats, and one of them is I founded a project called Read Appalachia. So I look for a lot of Appalachian literature. And if folks don't know, Appalachia has a lot of unique genres, and one of them is like an Appalachian noir. Uh, Appalachia, as we've discussed on this podcast previously, um, there's a lot of weird stuff, you know, in in the woods. And so Lee Mandela uh, has some incredible horror novels set in Appalachia, a lot of Southern Gothic vein stuff as well. So um, this book is The Woods All Black, and I think this is a novella. So it comes around, yeah, around 160 pages. So this is about a trans nurse in the 1920s. So um, Leslie uh, Bruin um, is assigned to the backwoods township of Spar Creek. And so uh, he's a part of the Frontier Nursing Service. Um, and so he is there just to, you know, vaccinate people, help people give birth to babies and et cetera, et cetera. But obviously being there is very dangerous for him because they see him as like an air quotes failed woman, as it says in the description. So basically this very short novel is about Leslie trying to survive in Appalachia and just make a space for himself and whether or not he can stay there, like what is going to happen um, there's supposed, there's always like, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a supernatural element in a lot of Lee Mandela's stories. So that's really what I expect. This is out from tour.com. So oh, yeah. inevitably there's going to be something weird happening. So 
definitely stay tuned for that on March 19th. Um, but that is The Woods All Black by Lee Mandelo. It's a very creepy cover with a lot of eyes like, drawn on it. And there's like a yellow words and it's just very sinister looking. It sounds delightful. <laughs> it's the best possible way. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I love I love I love a book with creepy eyes on the cover. Yeah, quotes we need on t-shirts. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So um, before I jump into my second pick, uh, let's go ahead and take a quick pause for our second sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Underlined. Haven't read a Natasha Preston thriller yet? We dare you to try. She's known for her line of chilling young adult suspense novels like The Cellar and The Fear. The New York Times and USA Today bestselling author excels at putting fear into the hearts of her readers. So her newest book titled The Dare is about five friends whose senior prank goes very, very wrong. This is a perfect graduation season read for thriller fans who can handle a good scare. The Dare is now available wherever books are sold. You can learn more more about it at getunderlined.com. So again, this young adult thriller is about five friends with a prank that goes wrong. There are dark secrets, a twisty plot, and creepy I know what you did last summer vibes. So if you, you know, it's graduation season, you want to revel in that, but like make it scary. You know what I mean? Pick up The Dare by Natasha Preston. And thanks again to Underline for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Song of the Silks Realms by Judy Eilin. Shi Wei is a talented young musician who was orphaned at a young age. Her sole family is a kindly uncle, but then her uncle is killed, and she is, of course, devastated. With no family and no patron, Shi Wei is facing the possibility of a lifetime of servitude playing the chin. Then one night, she is unexpectedly called to perform for the enigmatic Duke Meng. He surprises Shi Wei further with an irresistible offer. Serve as a musician in residence at his manor for one year, and he'll set her free of her indenture. But the Duke's motives become increased increasingly more sus when he and Shue barely survive an attack by a nightmarish monster. It's like, what, <laughs> what's going on here? So this book is a sweeping epic romanticy that follows a talented young musician who is swept away to the celestial realm by an enigmatic young Duke. And who doesn't want to be swept away to the celestial realm by an enigmatic young Duke? She's living all our dreams, honestly. Make sure to check out the new book. And thanks again to Song of the Six Realms by Judy Eilin for sponsoring this episode. All right. So my second pick is actually, it's the one, Kendra, that you sent to me last month about, <laughs> oh, we should do this for most anticipated. And I went, I'm claiming it. Um <laughs> So I, I was I was prepared to like virtually arm wrestle you for it, but you were very <laughs> kind and let me and let me claim it. So um, this book is Butter, a novel of food and murder by Asako Yuzuki and translated by Polly Barton. And this book, um, it says it was published uh, first published in 2017. Um, it was first published in Japan and was a bestseller over there. And now it is being published in English in the United States. And the if we want to talk about just fantastic covers, it's so evocative. Amazing. And I love it so much. And this is about a um, 
a woman who is a gourmet cook and also a serial killer. Um, so right away, I'm like getting major like Hannibal vibes <laughs> from this. And so the book starts off uh, with uh, Monaco, who is in jail. And she has been convicted of killing multiple businessmen who she is said to have seduced with her home cooking. And the the case really, you know, took on a life of its own. And people were just fascinated by this woman. But she has refused to speak with the press. She will not have any visitors. But then she gets a letter from um, a journalist uh, named Rika who sends her a letter asking, can you give me your recipe for beef stew? <laughs> and, um, and so she cannot resist responding to that. And so this relationship between the two women unfolds um, between the journalist and the and the serial killer who are both women which i also very much love because we have definitely seen plenty of books um again uh some of some of the stories in the Hannibal Lecter series it's Hannibal Lecter and the uh male FBI agent or whatever so we've seen this kind of storyline play out a lot between two male characters but to see it play out between two female characters is very very interesting and so uh, Rika hopes that this, uh, what they call this, gastronomic exchange will help, uh, I know, <laughs> will, uh, will help uh, soften the other woman up, but she may be the one changing more than she realizes. And it says, with each meal she eats, something is awakening in her body. And might she and Kaji have more in common than she once thought? And what's even more fantastic is that this book is fiction, but it was inspired by an actual case of a convicted con woman and serial killer known as the Konkatsu Killer. So I don't know any other information about that element of it, but it's this sounds fascinating. It sounds like it, you know, it's turning some thriller tropes on its head. It has two female characters. It's literary, but dark, possibly darkly humorous. Um, I When I first heard about this, the first thing that popped into my head was the movie that came out last year, The Menu, which was amazing. And I loved that, that movie so much. Um, that was a takedown of foodie culture and, and whatnot. But I I think there's so much that you can that you can like combine food and murder. And yeah, this book just sounds just sounds bonkers. And I am so, so excited for it. Um oh, and I did not mention um the release date in the United States um is April 16th. So we've got a few months to go. Um, but I am absolutely putting this on my uh high up on my list of stuff to read when it comes out i mean it just sounds as soon as i saw it i was like yep nice <laughs> book it is nice book <laughs> um all right so my last uh, official pick is <laughs> supplication by nor uh abby nahul and this is uh I, I don't even know how to describe it. So it, I have to paint the picture for you. It is a black cover, 
and it has like a what looks like like a peony or something, but it's melting on the cover. Just stunning. And so this is a, a novel with an unnamed narrator. She uh, is unconscious, but when she wakes up, she comes to in a basement. She's tied to a chair uh, with a man moving over her, her and uh, someone has a knife. So when she emerges from her captivity into this unnamed nightmarish city, she is trying to make sense of things. And so uh, she sees, she meets a lot of different people. Some are offering safety, others are judgment. And it's supposed to be, it sounds very experimental. There's not a lot of names, not a lot of like proper nouns in the description at all. It's very short. It's from what a strange light. Do you, is that an indie publisher? It must be. And, well, I say so. must be as, as as if I'm, you know, an expert on this. <laughs> it sounds like one. Yeah, yeah, because it is a very experimental sounding story. Um, it's described as a horror novel, so I'm sure lots of dark things happened, but I love an end of the world scenario that is very, you know, uh, thought-provoking as opposed to like plotty because it doesn't sound like as much of a plot when this woman wakes up at the end of the world. It sounds like it but we really don't know. We don't know what's going on. So um, it could be the underworld. It could just be the way the city is uh, on a normal day, which sounds terrifying. So hmm. anyway, um, so if you want something experimental, something described as like a fever dream, like I feel like this is a Liberty Hardy book. Like that's to <laughs> me like the vibe it's giving. <laughs> the The phrase fever dream automatically just yes. <laughs> says, just screams Liberty Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she has her own. I feel like she should do her own like imprint genre, but that's a different discussion for a different day. Um, so yes, definitely check out Supplication. It comes out on May seventh, um, and that is by Noor Abi Nahul. All right. So my last main pick um, is also out on April 16th. And this is One of Us Knows by Alyssa Cole. And Alyssa Cole, um, she's written a bunch of romance novels, but she really wrote an incredible thriller um, a few years ago when no one is watching that got a lot of comparisons as being very Jordan Peele esque and even though Jordan Peele is kind of like the new Gone Girl where everyone is comparing different books and movies to Jordan Peele because like no one has done what he's done it was very after reading it I was like okay no 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 this one actually earned those comparisons and I loved it I've recommended it to so many people and this is her next thriller and it's about a caretaker of a historic estate uh, named Kenitria Nash and she is um, her career has been uh, derailed from several years prior she had um she had a mental breakdown, a diagnosis of dissociative identity disorder, and that really, you know, just uh, threw her career plans out of alignment. Um, and she's been given the opportunity to uh, take a position as a resident caretaker of a historic home. And so this home is on an island in the Hudson River. And so she is, she's not entirely sure how she was 
why she was sought out for this position or how it came to her, but she's like, you know what? I have to take this. And then um, she gets a surprise visit from the Holmes Conservation Trust, right? As a really big storm blows in. And she is trapped on or in this house with a group of other people um, who she's brought with her to help, um, you know, preserve the house and help take care of it. Um, and the, the people from the trust, um, she's trapped with this group of strangers who may be dangerous. And then one of these people turns up dead. She's the prime suspect. And now she's got to figure out what happened. And yeah, this, oh my gosh, it's like a gothic thriller written by Alyssa Cole. I'm like, oh my gosh, just shut up and take my money. Like, <laughs> I cannot tell you how excited I am for this. And it also, the description of the plot, even the location is reminding me very strongly of one of my favorite mysteries that I've read over the last couple of years, which was um, Death in the Family by Tessa Wiegert. It also takes place at a large family home on an island in the Hudson River. The Everyone is isolated by a storm and someone... Uh, Someone in the group uh, has disappeared from a supposedly uh, locked room and there's a big group of people and they have to figure out who done it. And it's yeah, very much giving me those vibes. So I am all in for this book. I cannot even begin to describe how excited I am for this. Um, and again, that is One of Us Knows by Alyssa Cole. Well, those are our main picks, but of course we have a couple little bonus of uh, bonus recommendations. And I just wanted to note um, two sequels of books that we've talked about on the podcast. Um, so first up um, is Blessed Water by Margot Duaihi, which is the, um, you may remember, the tattooed, chain-smoking lesbian nun. Oh, yeah. Um, That's Salt another Crane. Gillian Flynn imprint book. Yes. So Blessed Water, the sequel to that book, uh, comes out – I have it sitting here with Scorch Grace. There we go. I was like, it's sitting right on in front of me, Kendra. Um, so the second one, uh, it's Blessed Water. The cover is also amazing. They use this design of like stained glass windows uh, for the covers, but of like this nun. It's amazing. Just just Google. It's amazing. Um, and then the second one is the last. And the um, – is her name – last name? Uh, it's the Indian Lake Trilogy. So um, you may remember – Jade, who was in Proof Rock, Idaho. And My Heart is a Chainsaw is the first book. Don't Fear the Reaper is the second book. And now the final book in the trilogy is going to be out from Stephen Graham Jones. And that is coming out in March. So that is really exciting on March 26th. And I am so excited for this. Um, I'm decided because I didn't read book two. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a vlog of me reading all three in a row. Ooh, that's cool. I love that. Yes. Um, and we know Stephen Graham Jones has a second book out in the summer, but that's in July, so we'll talk about it later. But it's a big <laughs> year for him. So yeah. very excited. <laughs> yes. And I am just from having looked over just long lists of stuff that's coming out, like 
there are so many sequels or second books mm-hmm. from authors that we've mentioned before coming out this year. Like our new releases segments, like we're not doing a regular new releases uh, segment for this episode, but for future episodes, like, oh my gosh, it is just going to be, is going to be off the hook. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then for me, my two bonus picks are ones that are kind of obvious picks. Um, like, I didn't want to dedicate a, a longer segment of the episode to them, but I can't not mention them that they are coming out. And the first one is The Hunter by Tana French. It comes out on March 5th. Obviously, you know, it's the Red or Dead. If it had us like a secondary title, it would be the Tana French show. Um, it really would be. Tana, or you <laughs> cycle it out with like Tana French, Gillian Flynn, Sujata Masi. Um, let's see, S.A. Cosby. Yeah. We've we've got a whole bunch of authors that we would cycle through there. But anyway, if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you know that I am that I have long been a member of the Church of Town of French. I <laughs> I my friends and I we convert people. Um next to Stephen King, she is probably my favorite living author. And oh my gosh. So her next book uh, comes out on March 5th. And then finally, it's not a publishing year if Riley Sager does not come out with another book. And he is coming out with a new one called Middle of the Night that is out on June 18th. I don't know what the plot is, and I don't care because I will <laughs> read it. Yeah, it's it's going to be a wild year. I've seen so many sequels to favorite series coming out, and so we'll mention those. And of course... Um, if you want even more mystery and thriller recommendations, there is a mystery and thrillers newsletter, which will be linked in the show notes. Um, you can never have enough. No, never have no. enough. Um, and I use the insiders like new release index all the time, all the time. So like, you know, we understand we are here as a book riot podcasting people, but I used it before I became a book riot contributor. So I love it. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so yes, those are all of our our new book recommendations for today. There will, of course, be more next time. Is there another one? No, I was going to say, well, these are not all of them. Well, <laughs> this is just a today. tiny, tiny percentage, <laughs> but that's all we have time for in this episode. Yes. So stay tuned for more, as always. Um, but that's our show. Thanks to everyone for listening. Happy to see you all in 2024. Of course, thanks so much to our wonderful sound editor, Caitlin Brame. Um, she always makes us sound great, and I hope she enjoys all of the animal opinions that were included <laughs> in today's podcast. Um, for show notes, you can head over to bookriot.com slash listen. And of course, you can check out even more book recommendations, bookish goodness. There's a gazillion newsletters. Please so go subscribe. We both write some for Book Riot and we enjoy doing so. So definitely check those out. And of course, there are a lot of podcasts from Book Riot. And the main show is now having two drops per week. So you won't want to miss that. That I'm very excited about that. And I, I don't contribute anything to that podcast. <laughs> um, you know, the enthusiasm is real. Um, so if you would like to find those, you can go to bookriot.com slash listen, or you can just search book riot on your podcast player of choice. And of course, if you would like to email us with feedback or show suggestions, you can reach us at red or dead at bookriot.com. Otherwise you can find me, Kendra on Twitter and Instagram at KD Winchester. And you find Katie on Twitter at KT 
underscore library lady. And we will talk to you all next time. Bye. Bye.